listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Father, we we honor you, Lord, today and bless you. Father, thank you for your word, and we pray you just would speak it into our hearts, Lord. Your word, you said, would not return to you void. So, Father, we pray you would do in us what you set it to do, Lord, and accomplish your work in our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, a couple of things, I'm trying to figure out which way I'm going this morning, but a couple of thoughts. One is, as we were worshiping, um, I had this picture, and it was... Um, it was like the sea, because all I could see was water. Um, and there were a bunch of people in the water, and it was real rough. I mean, just you know, wave after wave, and just crashing, and waves everywhere. And there was, when you looked around, you could see on the faces of some people um, just this fear. I mean, just, it was all over on this fear of they were going to drown. This, it, was, it was just... I mean, you could just see it literally written on their faces. They were screaming and hollering, and some were crying, and they were looking around, and they were, you know, like splashing in the water, trying to keep themselves up, and and the waves just kept crashing on them. And then there was another group that was kind of in that same area, and this group, they were just smiling and happy and playing in the waves, and one of them had a surfboard and caught that wave and was riding it and, and just enjoying just the waves didn't bother them. The storm just really it was having no impact on them. And, the, you know, the thought I had was that, I mean, the obvious picture here is, you know, people uh, that are walking in fear, people without Christ, people, uh, when the storm comes, um, you're going to drown. <laughs> Basically, the storm is going to batter you and beat you and, and just wreak havoc in your life and, and it just be wave after wave of, of fear that comes against you. And, and those that follow Christ, those that have faith and, and believe in Jesus, those kind of storms just don't, they don't impact you. They don't, they're there. I mean, how many understand you still, we still have storms. Have y'all noticed that? I mean, any of you had any storms around lately? They're still there, but if, if, if our trust is in Jesus and our faith is in him, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, the story of the storm in the boat, and Jesus was asleep, and the disciples were there, and they were walking in fear, like, oh, God, we're going to die, and, and they woke Jesus up, and he, he kind of rebuked them for their lack of faith, and, and he spoke to the storm, and it calmed down. But I don't know, the sense I just kind of had in that picture was, we're, we're, Jesus says we're going to have storms in this life. I mean, we're going to have tribulation. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tests. There's going to be problems. There's going to be things that come our way. And, and how many of you understand that um, right now there's, there's a lot of that happening? You get that? I mean, it just if you don't, watch the news for about 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, there's just there's a, just a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Uh, that's just, it's waves crashing on people, and people are drowning in it. I mean, people are literally drowning. I had I had two different opportunities this week to, to just, it was people that I didn't know that made, kind of made a statement, uh, you know, about everything that was happening, and, and I, I was just able to say, you know, 
yeah, that's going on, but you know, if you know Jesus, you can have confidence in him and trust in him. And I, I know the end, you know, I don't have to, I, I don't have to worry. I don't have to be fearful for what's going on. I don't, God's, God's still on the throne. <laughs> he is. He, God's not up there, you know, wringing his fingers and pacing around and going, oh no, what, it's, it's in chaos. Oh God, the enemy's, he's. He, this is going on, and he, he's not pacing back and forth thinking, oh, what am I going to do next? He's got it. <laughs> and he's got us. You know, we're in his hands. He, he, he's got our back. He's, he's got our front. He's got our side. He's got, all, he's got every bit of us. He, he's, and we can, we can, I mean, literally you can just rest in that. Have you experienced that? I mean, have you been where it's like you think, I mean, sometimes, I, sometimes when I'm in the middle of that and I really have that kind of peace on me, sometimes I kind of, I almost question, am I just living in denial here? You know, I mean, the world's going to hell around me and everybody's fighting and, you know, want to kill each other and want to blame this and blame that and cause this and, and, and just, you know, all the, everybody's just on, a, on an edge waiting for something to be said or done to them so they can, you know, get back and fight back. And, and if you're just kind of cruising through and you're in the middle of just peace in the middle of that, it's almost like, you know, am I awake here or, or what's going on? And I, and I just, I just think that sense was is that I think in the middle of the storm, we can be bouncing up and down and just enjoying life. Can't we? I mean, again, it doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you're not concerned. Because the reality of it is those bouncing up and down on enjoying life ought to be trying to save those that are bouncing up and down in fear for their life. Right? I mean, we, sh- we shouldn't just be... We shouldn't just be so caught up in ourselves and the Lord and the joy that we forget everybody else. So let's be rescuing the ones that aren't. And I'm telling you, it's easy to spot. They're easy to spot. People today are in fear. I mean, they literally are. They, they just are in fear. I mean, one of the ladies I was talking to was a nurse. that I was having my eyes checked, and, and she was just, I mean, you could just see it on her. You know, and I just I was just able to share with her. You know, you could just Jesus is here for you. And he wants you to be at a rest in that. Okay, we can go home. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I am gonna read this to you. <laughs> this is small print on this phone. Maybe I'll try my glasses. If they work. Those of you who don't know, I had eye surgery on both my eyes, and they're doing awesome. They're probably 99%. Except when I'm trying to read my phone. Look at there. There's words there. Um, how many of you have heard that we sing a new song? Now, of course, I can't see y'all. We sing this new song today. It's not new. It's been around for a little while. It's new to us. It's called Rattle. Don't, don't catch that. Um, I want to just read the passage of Scripture that that came from. Okay, with y'all? Yes. Well, I'm going to anyway. Anyway, Ezekiel 37, verse 1. If you want to, you can turn there. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. You can get your Bibles, your phones, or your iPads, or whatever. This just happens to be one of my favorite passages of Scripture. 
know, I say that about a lot of them, but this really is one of my favorites. It says this, The hand of the Lord was on me. And he, this is Ezekiel saying this, the prophet Ezekiel. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones. Picture this, okay? Don't just, don't just listen. Get into the spirit of this thing, okay? Ezekiel's in this valley, and the Spirit of the Lord is what's taking him there. And, he's, and the Spirit's leading him back and forth, and he sees a great many bones. It doesn't say how many, but just there's more than two. <laughs> there's a, there's literally just a, I mean, I, my vision or picture of that would be he just sees this valley just full. I mean, just bones everywhere. And they're white because they're so dry and they've been parched. And they're, they're just dead. There's no life in them. And he leads me back and forth and he asks me this question. The Spirit asked Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? And I love his answer. He says, sovereign Lord, you alone know. That's a, that's a safe answer. Yeah. <laughs> when God asks you that kind of question, it's just better off to say, you know, <laughs> I don't, but you do. Then he said to me, then he said, I love this, the Spirit of God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones and say to them, again, put yourself there. There's, this, there's just this, a bunch of dead, white, dried out, Bones. They don't. They're, they're probably. They're not even skeletons. They're just kind of. You know, maybe the skull over there, the knee bones over here, and the, the leg bone and the the arm bone. Is there an arm bone? Arm bone over here. And they're just kind of. They're all over the place. Just crisscross on top of each other. And the spirit of God says, to them, "Speak to these bones." <coughs> now, imagine what Ezekiel's thinking right now. God, you want. You want me to talk to them? <laughs> you want me to prophesy to them, speak to them, these dead bones? And he says to say this, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Do you understand we all need to hear the word of the Lord? Yes. When, the, see, when, the, when God's word, when the word of the Lord speaks to us, it brings life. It brings life. It gives life to us. When we're in the middle of that valley ourselves, and when there's just you know all this junk that's going on around us, and maybe we're having our own personal trials. Maybe there's some sickness. Maybe it's financial. Maybe maybe it's kids that aren't doing what you think they ought to be doing. Whatever that issue is in our lives, when we're surrounded by that, sometimes when we're not careful, we can just get so caught up in seeing just a bunch of dead, dry bones, we think it's hopeless. We just think we just—it's almost in despair. We give up, and we think, "What's the, what's the point of this?" It's like it, hopelessness begins to rise up. And so he says to them, "Speak, speak this to these dead bones." Now, how many of you understand that sometimes in this scenario he's talking to bones, and sometimes the Lord of the Lord says that to us to speak to somebody else who's dead. You with me? They don't know Christ. He's telling us to prophesy to them, to speak to them. Sometimes I think this is going to come up where we speak to ourselves. Yes. yes, sir. And we have to say to ourselves, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Hear Jesus. Hear God. Sometimes, if you remember last week, I talked about being hungry for God. Sometimes we just, we got to get to the point in our lives where we look back and we go, what 
for the last week or the last month or the last year or the last 10 years, whatever it is, I feel like I've just been drudging through. I feel no light. There's no energy in me. And God says, listen, you need to hear the word of the Lord. Listen to me. I'll speak to you. So he's prophesied. God tells Ezekiel, prophesy these bones. Bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. We can tell folks that don't know Jesus, God wants to bring life to you. We can tell ourselves in those areas that are dead, that are dry, that we feel like we've fought with for years and we just can't seem to get victory in those areas or we can't seem to overcome in those areas. We can speak to those areas in our life and we can say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Come to life. Rise up. Get, get, get some life in you. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Why? Because then you will know that I am the Lord. Amen. Then you'll know that. Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, you kind of get into this. Okay? Get, get yourself there. Remember that song we just sang? We may sing it again. Where's my worship? <laughs> we may do this again so be ready okay <laughs> so I prophesied of the commanding as I was prophesying there was a noise come on there was a noise a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone he started speaking and these bones, just get picture of this, okay? These bones, I mean, remember, the arm bone may have been scattered over there and the knee bone over there, and all of a sudden, in the middle of all this, these bones just start flying back together and connecting to one another. And there's this noise, there's this rattling. Amen. I like that. I, remember Acts, remember Acts in the middle of Acts chapter 2, as Peter's preaching, there's what that happens? A mighty problem. A noise. Sometimes we need the noise of the Lord. Like this, let me rephrase that. All the time, yes. we need the noise of the Lord in our lives. There was a rattling sound. They came back together and he says, I looked and tendons of the flesh appeared and the skin covered them, but there was no breath into them. And then he says, the son, the, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that, were, that they may live. In other words, so far, we got bodies laying there with no life in them. <laughs> Do you understand that sometimes we have bodies around us with no life in them? I'm telling you, if, if you're on social media and I'm reading about there's a bunch of people that don't have any life at all. Yeah. Be sure you're speaking life when you do reply. Amen. That's just a side, side note over here. You can tell them for free. Mm -hmm. 
Come, breathe before winds. Breathe into this land that they live. So I prophesied as I commanded, as he commanded me, and breath entered me. And they came, I love this, they came to life and they stood up on their feet, a vast army. army. Of, of, they, they, all these, there was probably thousands or tens of thousands of all of a sudden the bones have all come together. They connected and flesh came on them and the tendons came together. The muscles came on them and then they were skin came on them and they're just laying there. And then he starts prophesying to them and the breath, which is a spirit of God, comes on this valley of dead folks and they come to life. And they not only come to life, but they stand up as a great Say it again. A great army. army. You know what armies do? They fight. They win. They conquer. Do you think we could use some of that? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Don't sometimes you just get tired of getting beat and defeated, whipped up on Stand up as a great arm, vast arm. See, I think that I think that's the word of the Lord for this church. Yeah. I think that's what the word of the Lord is saying to us. God, it's time to stand up as an army. Yeah. An army's prepared for battle. An army's prepared for fighting. An army's prepared for marching. An army's prepared for winning. They're prepared to listen to their commander. They're prepared to follow him. When he says go, they go. When he says stop, they stop. If he says dig in, you dig in. If he says get your guns out and shoot, you get them out and shoot. Does that make sense? See, an army doesn't just do what they want to do. An army is chaos if they're not following the leader. If we're not following Jesus, we're just, we're just chaotic. Why aren't we important? Say that again. Why aren't we important? Why are we in what? Why aren't we important? Why aren't we important? Yeah. Why aren't we? Why aren't our religious leaders? Why isn't Jimmy Evans? That's a good question. Morris and Franklin Graham. Why aren't we in, in important? Real good question. I'm not going to answer on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will later. There is a time, absolutely, when we stand up. Again, I am going to kind of answer that. We stand up in the spirit. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. The difference between standing in the flesh and making a voice heard and just mouthing off things. And again, if you pay much, don't get me sidetracked where I'm going. If you pay attention to Facebook, there's a lot of people, quote Christians, that just run their mouths and say things that aren't of the spirit. Yeah. Be sure what you're saying when you're responding. Because there's many times when I respond to something, I've written it down and tried to post it 20 times before I did. That's great. I've still got two of them written on my on my desktop. <laughs> They're there. Two different words I feel like God put me told me to say, but hasn't released me to say it yet. That's great. Pay attention to the Spirit. He'll lead you when, but do it in a spirit of love. I remember a sermon not too long ago about speaking truth, but doing it in love. love. Okay. But yes, it is time. As, as Christians, we ought to stand. As Christians, yeah. we ought to vote. As Christians, we ought to let yeah. the word of the Lord be known. Yeah. Amen. Into that sidebar.
<laughs> then he said to me, Son of man, say to these bones. They say our bones are dried up. Our hope, look at this. I say to them, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, the people of Israel. Who were the people of Israel? They were God's what? They were his people. They were his chosen. And this is Israel there in bondage. You've been in bondage for 70 years. And he's saying to them, guys, it's time to live again. And they're saying, this is what they're saying. They're saying, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. I'm telling you, we live in a world right now where people are saying that same thing. Their hope has cut off. You know why? Because their hope's in something and somebody other than Jesus. Look at me. Pay attention. If your hope is in USA, you're in trouble. Yes. Try that again. If your hope is in America, I love America, I love USA, I love the fact that God let me born, be born here, I love the freedoms that we have here, I love the freedoms that we get to vote, I love every bit of that. But my hope is not in the next president of this country. Right. Let me try that again. My hope is not in the next president of this country. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody make this statement. If Trump doesn't get back in, we're doomed. Listen to me. We are not doomed. Right now. Now you get me fired up. <laughs> We're not. I don't listen, I don't care who it is that's standing up there in the White House. We're not doomed if we're following Jesus. Right now. Amen. And that's the word we need to get out. Yeah, get the word out, vote. Vote for what the scripture says. But right. oh God, I could get so caught up in the I mean, if there's, if there's somebody that's anti-Christ, anti-the Bible, anti-what the Scripture says, anti-everything that's right, if, they're, if that's their platform, guess what? You probably shouldn't vote for them. That's right. I mean, that's the truth. Thank God we get, that's the freedom we have. Right. We get to, we get to vote. I read a statistic not too long ago that the last election, there was something like 23% of, quote, Christians in America voted. Imagine if the rest of us voted. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It does matter. I take that back. It does matter. We want a godly man up there. We want somebody that's going to try his best to follow Jesus. Oh, my God. we... We gotta pray for whoever's there. Yeah. Amen. Hello. Amen. Yeah. Pray. I don't. It doesn't matter who gets in there. Pray for them. Yeah. Pray. Pray for the people now that are in there. Doesn't somewhere in the Bible it says to pray for those that are in authority? Right. Nope. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. It doesn't say just pray for them if you like them. Right. It says pray for those that are in authority. I mean, especially if they're not following God, they need prayer that much more. Do you understand they can be Christless without Jesus and God can still lead them? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? We ought to sleep. Save this for just before election. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what he says. They're saying our hope is gone. We're cut off. I'm telling you, we're surrounded. You and I are surrounded by people that feel like they're hoping to cut off. 
They have no hope. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign, I love that, the sovereign Lord. Guess who's sovereign? <laughs> he is. The sovereign Lord says, my people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up on them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up on them, I, listen, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Do you know we need the spirit of God in us to live? Guess where the Spirit of God lives? In you. Yeah. In you. Yeah. Thank you. He lives in us. The Spirit of God lives in us. Life lives in us. Hope lives in us. Joy, peace lives in us. Peace in the midst of the junk that's going on in our lives personally and the world around us and our country. We can walk in peace. And I'm telling you, when you and I walk in peace, we look like neon lights out in the middle of the world. We do. You can, you can literally, you can see it on people. I, 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 oftentimes I'll look at somebody and you can just see there's peace. Even through the mask, you can see peace on them. <laughs> there's, just, there's a joy in their eyes that people without Jesus don't have. And peace. I'll put my spirit in you and you'll live. We get to live. And I'll sell you in your own land. Then you'll know. And then, look at this. And then you'll know that I, the Lord, have spoken. And I have done it. teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.